Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Can't kick things off till everybody's under the tent, and it looks like we're good. So welcome in, everybody. The Huddle Up Podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Blue Wire Podcasts. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me, my fellow football priest. You know him. You love him. Zach Kelberman. Zach, I'm about to say to you what I expected to at least be uttered by some Mile High Huddle podcast host on Tuesday. The Denver Broncos have hired... Nathaniel Hackett as the 18th head coach of this team all time. We can get into the nitty gritty, but let's just start with sharing our gut reaction. Go. That's my gut reaction, baby. All smiles. And you know what? It might be premature, but I don't give an F, Chad. George Payton got this one right. He did. You had to go with a forward-thinking coach. You had to go with preferably a younger coach, one of the offensive variety. You narrowed it down to three, two of which were offensive minds, and I think you picked the better one, who got an endorsement from Matt LaFleur, from Aaron Rodgers, from a lot of folks connected to and within the Packers circle in Nathaniel Hackett. I could not be happier with this move, Chad. And we can get into all the components about it, the assistance that he's going to bring in, and Aaron Rodgers, and this and that, Devontae Adams. But they finally, finally, finally have a head coach who you can feel comfortable developing a quarterback. Doesn't matter if it's veteran or rookie, old or young, Aaron Rodgers or Drew Locke. It's a turning point moment for the franchise. It's a big one, and I cannot be more excited. Forgive me, I can't remember now who I heard say this today on the fan, but someone was expressing skepticism, misgivings that Nathaniel Hackett doesn't have any QB whisperer, QB developer skins on the wall. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, fine. You don't want to give him any credit for a Hall of Famer on the back nine. Totally cool. I get that. But what about Blake Bortles? To, to quote Mike Kliss, the passing challenge. To quote David Vasquez, what about, <laughs> yes, what about Blake Bortles? It's true. Thank you, David. Listen up, Broncos country. Tick Pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another 
ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home, Broncos versus Jets, TickPick had us locked down. So visit TickPick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save $10 on your first order of Broncos tickets. So my gut reaction is similar to how I ended Monday night's show. This to me was the right decision. This was the right move of the, if we look at the three guys in the final running, it looks like it was always going to be Hackett, but Peyton kind of left it open to the possibility of Quinn coming back in. And then we'll see how far this drags until the other dominoes start falling across the league. I'd like to be able to sit down with O'Connell again, but just like we told you guys on Monday, the first guy that the Broncos moved mountains to get in the door for that second interview, that's where their heart is, was leaning. That's where George Payton was focused, and it turned out to be exactly that. Nathaniel Hackett, Sam Bam jumping in early with the super. Thank you, my friend. He says, welcome to Broncos country, Nathaniel Hackett. Happy that he's our head coach, and I sure as hell hope we aren't talking about who the Broncos' next coach will be for a long time. Great hire, GP. Go Broncos. Indeed, for a long time. I mean, uh, I'm exactly, Zach, eight days older than Nathaniel Hackett. 42 years old. He's born December 19th, 79. I'm December 11th, 79. I feel like I'm going to be around for a while. I got some I got some rows left to hoe. If I was starting over uh, in a new job or a new position, I, man, I'd be so excited and, and lit up right now. This dude has you know, relative youthful energy. When I say relative, I'm talking as it applies to coaches. This is no 61, 62-year-old Vic Fangio, Zach. No more of this, which I could not be happier about. Wait, wait, wait. There you go. Yeah, you got to tuck tuck the hands. God, I don't miss that at all. Uh, Vic Fangio getting a head coaching interview, by the way, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. What a clown franchise that is. But to your point about um, Nathaniel Hackett's infectious personality, you mentioned the second interview. It wasn't just a second interview. It wasn't just an ordinary meeting. It lasted almost nine hours. And I love the reporting today by Mike Kliss, who (laughs) said that they were planning a large group of Broncos execs, including George Payton, were planning to go to Shanahan's. Instead, because Hackett hit it off so well with George Payton, and Payton loved his sense of humor, his personality, they ended up getting Mexican and margaritas. That's the simpatico you want in your GM and your head coach. And it's amazing, by the way, when George Payton gets to pick his own guy, who he gets to pick, not saddle with uh, Vic Fangio. I could not be more excited, Chad, once again. And I just want to push back real quickly on a lazy take about Nathaniel Hackett. He gets no credit uh, for developing a quarterback. That take is okay. But the take to say uh, Dan Quinn would have been Vic Fangio 2.0, uh, that was taboo in Broncos country. You can't crap on Dan Quinn, but you can. It's like Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater all over again. But it became apparent. We talked about it yesterday when they rushed Hackett into the building for, again, a nine hour meeting over uh, margaritas and tamales. They didn't even schedule Dan Quinn, he wasn't even on the docket. I read he didn't inter- interview very well, and from what I've read today and everything that's coming out, Hackett blew away George Payton. And I feel like if you blow away George Payton, you're the right man for the job. Makes me wonder what the holdup was, because I also heard that they went to go grab a bite while think to kind of finish things up 
uh, on the contract, but they couldn't quite get over the hump on something because obviously he left without a deal and it turned, it went into the wind for a minute for another couple of days. That's I why he interviewed with was. Jacksonville, just more money. Probably Tanner. Good to see you, big dog. Thank you for the super chat. He says, this is the coach I wanted. Finally, an offensive minded head coach yes. that can hopefully do something with this talent, no yes. matter who is quarterbacking the team. Hashtag state of being hashtag Peyton. We trust hashtag Broncos for life. And then, Hey, Next time you're uh, you go to Los Dos, guys, get yourselves the uh, Coach Hackett special. No lie, they created the Coach Hackett special: two tamales and a margarita. Because Nathaniel Hackett, I mean, it's pretty legendary if you think about it. Like this dude can quote Step Brothers. Uh, this dude has uh, bona fides. He's exciting. Uh, everyone, I, I've had multiple colleagues, Zach from Green Bay, uh, in the media business, reach out to me uh, today and say. Uh, you know, basically congratulations on getting Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, he is spectacular. That was a word that one of the guys used. Um, you know, you guys are going to love him. Can't wait. He's he's supposed to be introduced tomorrow, Zach. The Broncos finally got a press release out literally minutes before we hit the old go live button. So it is official, official. And I liked one last thing here. And thank you, Troy. Appreciate you, Troy Morris. I liked that the uh, Broncos Twitter account today, this morning, uh, tweeted a gif of stepbrothers that shows the Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Did we just become best friends uh, moment, which it's just, it's all very poetic in a, in a, in a weird way. Yeah. You mentioned our cohorts in the Packers media. I'll retweet it, but Matt Schneidman of the athletic uh, posted a video of Hackett where he talks about, and this is just his personality and such a unique way of thinking and a relatable way of thinking it's not the red zone in a Hackett offense. It's the gold zone, and it's modeled after Goldmember, the Austin Powers uh, legendary figure. He's a big fan of that franchise, and he goes, everyone wants to celebrate the gold. And he mentioned that you throw a 70-yard touchdown, but you have David Bakhtiari, the Packers tackle, running down the field and celebrating. This is the guy to bring the Broncos together. This was exactly the move they needed. Throw away the fact he's an offensive mind. He's just a younger happier, go-lucky kind of guy. He's an infectious guy. He is the complete opposite of Vic Fangio. But you talk about his background. The last time the Broncos had an offensive coach was Gary Kubiak. They went 9-7 and seven with Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch. They came decently close to a, a playoff berth. They haven't done squats since with two defensive guys. It would have been a mistake going with Dan Quinn, and George Payton absolutely 100% got this one correct. Yes, indeed, he did. As Michaela helps uh, in our celebration here with a very, you, very blow our socks off, generous super chat. Thank you. Love you, my friend. The Duchess from the top rope saying, celebration day. I think Peyton got it right. I do too. I do too. And I'm now curious. Obviously, we'll talk about some of the rumors about what his staff might look like, Zach, as far as the coordinators um, that have been tied to the Broncos up to this point. But now all eyes really are going to turn toward Aaron Rodgers. And if this dude does not retire, I mean, that's, again, talking about the Green Bay folks that uh, reached out to me today. Um, one of the conversations I had on that front with them was, yeah, dude, like nothing was mended between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers um, brass. Nothing was mended when he returned to the fold. And then nothing has been mended since he returned. He wants out of there. If he's going to continue to play Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be somewhere else. And now it's just going to make too much sense almost for him to follow Nathaniel Hackett to Denver. 
you don't have to rebuild with this roster. If you have your offensive coordinator there calling the shots as the head coach and Aaron Rodgers, you plug him into that. And suddenly the AFC West is, uh, it's open for business. Like it's no longer just pencil in the Kansas city chiefs as your division champs each and every year. Like Aaron Rodgers versus Pat Mahomes in with this collection of talent, Zach in, in Denver could really get some, get some things done. Yeah, what a joke Rex Ryan is by the way, for saying that if Rodgers came to Denver, he'd be the third best quarterback in the division. Uh, this is the guy who had a tattoo of his wife in a Mark Sanchez jersey on his body. The guy is a clown. Uh, can we play, though, Chad, the Nathaniel? I just retweeted it. I want our audience to experience the Hackett vibe because he is uh, a walking vibe. And the way he breaks down football is so insightful. It's so relatable. Whether you're a casual fan, Bronco fan, hardcore fan, no matter what you are, you will enjoy listening to this guy speak. And if I was a Broncos player, I would run through a wall. To play for right, here we go. Let me do let me do the share screen. Um oh wait minute minute longer. Sorry. Actually, let me do that again because I'm not sure that I shared sound. Hold on one sec, y'all. Let me do that one last time. Uh, I right. I can grab Joshua. Okay, we got the here we go. Yeah, so that really loves gold. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's this guy. He's um uh, he's a villain. Um, his name is Goldmember. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen the movie. This dude's got a serious Austin face, uh, look on his movie. face. And a uh, big fan of Austin Powers. Really enjoyed those. And uh, Goldmember is one of those guys that he loves gold. And I think you got to respect somebody that really loves gold. And uh, for us, when you get into the inside the 20-yard line, you have a chance to score touchdowns. More touchdowns we score, everybody gets gold. Uh, it it kind of is something that we've kind of built on um, throughout the past two years. Uh, I've always looked at the third down. A lot of people call it the money down, but uh, we like to get the gold down there. And it's just kind of evolved into this uh, fun and exciting experience so that once everybody gets into the gold area, they're thinking about getting the gold. And uh, I mean, the whole idea is to score touchdowns and for those guys to celebrate together. I think that's so, so important. I mean, it takes all 11 to get down in that end zone. And so one thing that we talk a lot about is, celebrating together and I think that's something that you always we're always going to coach we're always going to talk about we want them to do all the time because I think it's a powerful statement when I mean you can even look at it wasn't in the gold zone but you can look at that go that we threw to uh, Marquez and he goes I think it was like 70 some yards and the first guy down there was David Bakhtiari I mean that's a big dude running that far down the field and uh, I mean he does it he jumps at him you know you got guys showing that they love gold I mean all that kind of stuff <laughs> I think that that's just that brings things together and I think that's something that that the guys have really bought into and they've learned to love and appreciate gold member and, and what he believes in and really <laughs> sounds I just like it, Vic dude. Fangio doesn't it I, I love it I mean seriously this is the kind of uh, thing that this team is just needs man like a little levity a little creativity a little innovation a little uh, you know uh, leadership um i guess levity like but in a way that everyone can relate to and bond with like even dudes that might not be big austin powers uh fans of those movies they can get behind that joshua thank you buddy for your patience why do you both think that half of the bronco fans are upset about the hack of iron it has not zach been my impression that half of broncos country is fit to be tied over this uh i would say it's like a the most fans are just happy. It wasn't a defensive guy. Even those who are surface fans, like uh, take my dad, for example, my dad's a good example of this. Like he he'll read headlines once in a blue moon, he'll read a, an article or something like that. 
He watches the games on Sunday. Beyond that, he's a headline guy. If you would have asked him two weeks ago, hey, who should the next head coach be? He couldn't tell you about Nathaniel Hackett. He couldn't tell you about uh, Kevin O'Connell, Dan Quinn. What he could tell you is, all I know is, no defensive guy. We need an offensive guy. And I think even Broncos fans, Zach, who don't know a lot about this, um, you know, these this list of coaching candidates the Broncos interviewed, that's really the takeaway for most fans. Uh, now, those who are knowledgeable, like in our community, I haven't seen too many people really be turning their nose up on this hire. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head that uh, most of Broncos country just it didn't matter if it was Hackett or O'Connell or Enemy for that matter, Kellen Moore. They just wanted an offensive coach. There is a sect of Broncos country who are projecting and kind of taking out their anger because the Broncos didn't bring in someone like Doug Peterson, for example, or Brian Dayball, Byron Leftwich. So uh, Hackett becomes public enemy number one as a result. And there's also the group, as you'll see on Twitter, because social media is so toxic, that they're just contrarians. They're trolls. That's the excess. They're going to get mad and they're not going to, they're going to disprove of everything just for the point of disproving it. Um, I think Hackett will win them over, but I think the majority of Broncos country, the tuned in, plugged in, hardcore football fans realize how great of a hire this was for Denver. Nathan, uh, reminding us that, yes, uh, Josh McDaniels is going to interview with the Las Vegas Raiders. I Do mean, it. Do if it. If you want to step on a rake, by all means, my my friend, Mr. Davis, you, uh, you go find that rake because it's going to bite you. It's going to get you. Shane Daniels, the aviator. Thank you, big dog. A great day to be a Broncos fan. This is the right hire. Who he names as coordinators, critical. Zach, what have you heard on that front? Let's broach that subject now. Well, we, we both have, you know, articles up about it right now at MHH Central. Uh, for offensive coordinator, it's not going to be Luke Getze, more than likely. He's going to get promoted to Phil Hackett's role as OC with the Packers. Um, coming up from quarterbacks coach. They think he has head coach material in the future. Uh, it's going to be Adam Stenovich, who is the Packers. More than likely, this is who they're targeting right now. He's the Packers OL coach and run game coordinator. He was named by the 33rd team, which is a site funded by ex-GM uh, Mike Tannenbaum, as the best positional coach in the NFL. That would mean better than Mike Munchak as an OL coach. He's done a lot with a little in Green Bay. Uh, he's also helped the running game with uh, Aaron Jones and, and A.J. Dillon. That's on offense. Of course, Hackett's in a call zone plays, though. So the O.C. title is nominal. It's like Ed Donatel with uh, Vic Fangio. you know. So uh, D.C. is a little interesting, and you have to scroll back up so I can pronounce his first name correctly. Ajiro uh, Averro, who is the Rams secondary coach, is the leading candidate. This is all according to uh, NFL Network and confirmed by Mike Kliss the leading candidate to become the defensive coordinator for the Broncos. I don't know about special teams yet. I just hope it's either not Maurice Drayton, who was Green Bay's special teams coordinator, or obviously anyone related to Tom McMahon. Uh, I don't care about that so much. It's interesting to me, though, Chad, the Broncos could have a first-time head coach, a first-time OC, and a first-time DC. In that case, you might want to think about bringing back Mike Munchak in an advisory role. Uh, assistant head coach, you want a, a veteran sounding board in the building. Even Mike McCarthy in Dallas did that. He had a guy he leaned on. So I could see them doing that. But going with three rookie coaches in those spots is a interesting choice. And if that happens, what becomes of Ed Donatel is a question that a lot of fans have. The Broncos have held on to his contract for a reason. I'd be very curious to know what Nathaniel Hackett's view of Ed Donatell is 
Uh, but real quick, this is Zach's article on Stenovich. He's 38. Uh, rushing attack for Green Bay finished 18th in the league, averaging 111 yards per game. Uh, the O-line ranked 21st in, with 33 sacks allowed. Denver, for contrast sake, ranked 13th in both categories. And uh, this guy, Stenovich, he's definitely an interesting up-and-comer riser. Like, he's he's... Yeah. He's a guy that's got some juice. Smith Corona, appreciate you. Just here to celebrate. I'm happy to have a bare minimum, at the bare minimum, an infusion of energy and forward thinking with this team. This offseason should be fun. Yeah, dude. I mean, we're talking about a coach that, like, I don't know, people can, as we listen to that uh, spiel about the gold zone, Joshua Mize and Peyton, we trust. Yes, sir. As we listen to Hackett, you know, it's guys like that – it shows you that he's a great communicator. You, you take something that people, your players, your fellow coaches can relate to and, uh, you know, maybe find entertaining or appealing and use that as a tool with which to communicate, to set goals as a team. Like this is what's cap. This is part of what captivated George Payton. In fact, there's an article I want to grab here after we get uh, what Christian has to say. Um, James Palmer kind of highlighted three different things specifically attributes traits whatever that that swung george payton specifically on nathaniel hackett um christian says called this one i knew that hackett was in denver for 10 hours and he was the guy i wanted glad to hear that big dog i I just had a thought and i want to kind of um farm this out there would you say this is the happiest day in broncos country since sb50 could you make the case I don't know. I mean, I think you could make the case, um, but fans were excited about VJ at first. Fans were also yeah, excited about Vic at first. I don't think like this, though. There's like a great, I just feel it's different this time. There's a groundswell because he's an offensive mind and they're going in the right direction. I think you can, I mean, let me know in the comments, guys. I see some yeses coming in. If not the greatest, then definitely up there. It's just a turning point for the franchise and it's a great day overall. Absolutely a great day. And the Broncos uh, are on the right trail here. We feel they're, they're, you know, if you're trying to get to the summit of the mountain, all right, you got to find the right path, the right trail. And I think finally, after meandering off to too many different sides, they found the right one here. Um, here is what I was talking about real quick, Zach. This is from uh, James Palmer um, today. Quote, a few notes on the Broncos hiring Nathaniel Hackett. And by the way, this tweet, uh, Twitter thread that he um, dumped today is worth a read. This is just the, the first um, the first tweet. But he says, a few notes on the Broncos hiring Hackett. One, he presented the best plan for all three phases. Two, his innovative approach toward coaching scratched the itch for the competitive edge Peyton was looking for. And three, Zach commands a room be it players or coaches which is as he notes a much needed trait i mean when it's coming from vic fangio that's your predecessor it's it's a low bar but when you have that personality and you talk about gold member and you talk about stepbrothers and uh i think he made a star wars reference into a play call i was reading in the comments from dylan he everyone wants to gravitate toward him again whether you're offensive defensive casual hardcore fan you want to hear nathaniel hackett you want to glean his insight and again i would love to play for him and it's what the broncos needed because we 
all heard that report, or most of us did. I think it was from Benjamin Albright after the season finale. They said the Broncos were playing that game not for the coaching staff, for themselves. It was basically the players versus the coaches. They needed someone to come in who can connect with everyone, young and old, again, veteran or rookie, and bring the room together. If, again... Peyton is not the guy that's going to easily go along and, and, and be someone's boy on the first night out. You have to work to impress him. And if you're having margaritas after eight hours with Peyton, you're making him laugh and you're connecting, and they don't even schedule a second interview for the former number one candidate in Dan, Dan Quinn, that's a guy you want leading your franchise. Real quick, guys, I thought I'd give you an update on where things stand on our Facebook goal, trying to reach 250,000 stars in the month of January. When we do, we're going to raffle off a Broncos jersey of the winner's choosing. And we're at 88% complete. So today's the 27th. We got the 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st. We got some time to get there. We're, I, I'd say we're pretty close to being we, – we bridged a big gap last night and this morning. We're on pace now, I think, to uh, comfortably hit it. But still uh, 12, 12% left. And the only people in the running for that raffle – of course, are those who helped contribute to the goal, helped to keep the lights on here at MHH for each and every individual podcast and podcast host. Those with the most tickets in the hat for now, it's Michael Ronquillo, it's Jacob Foster, Rodney Garcia, Miguel Santistevan, Andrew Baker, Doug Raquel, Shane Daniels, Travis Weber, Pete Middleton, and Mark Schrader with just a few other names outside the top 10. But guys like Kevin Smith, Jermaine, Joshua, Phil, Travis, Tabitha, you're all going to have plenty of tickets in the hat. You're going to have a, a pretty fair opportunity to win the raffle. Miguel, I have been so pumped today. I don't think I've ever seen Zach this happy. And uh, there, uh, that's how I feel, I think is what he's saying. Well, they fired Vic. I was, I think, doing cartwheels before the podcast, Chad. But today, again, though, it's more on a serious note. I just think it's, yeah, it's premature. It's early. He hasn't played a game yet. He's been the coach for less than a day, but just feeling the momentum and, and, and judging by what you see and what you hear and the direction the Broncos want to go, where they can go, putting all that together, the hope is alive again for this organization. You feel like 2022 is going to be the year they get back on that relevancy map. They've been gone from it so long. And I feel like this is the guy that's going to put them back on there. And I feel like, uh, Others in Broncos country agree. Okay, we got to do some rapid fire and hear how everybody is feeling. The Super Chat superstars are throwing down with authority. Jaden Torres, we'll go through some rapid fires here and kind of get caught up. He says, I really thought we were going to mess this up again with a defensive coordinator. Super excited. Go Broncos. And again, that was another thing, Zach, that uh, you know, you talk about congruency, right? Things matching. What we know about George Payton up to this point, after seeing the Broncos hire two hot-to-trot defensive-minded guys, neither one of which could get any traction in the AFC West, based on what we knew about George Payton, there was, in my opinion, next to no chance it was going to be a defensive guy, even though I had guys, former players included, telling me, no, nah, dude, it's going to be Dan Quinn. You don't, If you have the chance to hire Dan Quinn and you're George Payton, you're not passing up on that opportunity, and yet here we are, Zach. Yeah, but what does it say about Dan Quinn? He went back to the Cowboys. He had all these interviews lined up, all this interest, and maybe he doesn't interview well. Again, maybe he's a better defensive coordinator than he is a head coach. Some guys are. Vic Fangio is, for example. But 
the the writing was on the wall when you narrow down the finalists and two of those guys are offensive guys and one's defense. You get a guy in for nine hours. You don't schedule the next one. His plane wasn't even taking off. It's like Peyton literally would not let Nathaniel Hackett leave and they had to let him go back to Green Bay. So he knew, Peyton did, he's staking his own job on this hire. There's no more honeymoon, no more mulligans. You can't blame Elway or Ellis. This was a pure Peyton move, and he's tying his Broncos career to Hackett, and I think that's a good uh, wagon to hit your start to. Ty, good to see you, my friend. Thank you. He says, Rogers speaks so highly of Hackett, and it makes it sound like he'll go wherever he went to, and I hope he and Adams come to Denver. Yes, indeed. Let's hear what George Payton thinks of uh, <clears throat> Nathaniel Hackett, Zach, and maybe this is something I'll write up later after the show. But here is George Payton's statement on the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett. Quote, Nathaniel Hackett is a dynamic leader and coach whose intelligence, innovation, and charisma impressed us from the very start of this process. In addition to having a brilliant offensive mind, Nathaniel is an outstanding teacher and communicator with a strong vision. For all three phases of our team, <laughs> getting to know Nathaniel over the last couple of weeks, kind of an underhanded shot, right? That's what um, we call a subtweet. Yes, indeed. Getting to know Nathaniel over the last couple of weeks, he will bring positive energy and enthusiasm to the entire Denver Broncos organization as our head coach, creating a winning and competitive environment for the players, coaches, and staff, and doing it through personal connections and efficiency is a big part of his plan for the Broncos. Two more, uh, two more from developing younger players to working with all time greats as a key part of winning teams. Nathaniel has had tremendous success in the league. He's a student of the game and knows how to put players in position to win. I could not be more excited to partner with Nathaniel and welcome him along with his family, his wife, uh, his wife, Megan and children, Harrison, London, Briar and Everly to the Denver Broncos closed Translation, this is why I fired Vic Fangio. Th these are all the reasons why Fangio is no longer the head coach of the Denver Broncos. He hit on every single point that were Fangio's fatal flaws in Denver. Not developing younger talent, uh, hint, hint quarterback, uh, not having uh, relatability in the locker room, not tending to all sides of the ball. Wow, that was a big as... Uh, subtweet or subtle shot as you'll ever see from George Payton. And you know what? Considering what we saw on the field the last couple of years, three years, it's the right move. Jose Perez. Thank you, buddy. Why can't we bring Adam Gase as the OC? The man had the best offense in the NFL. He hasn't done well as a head coach, but he could be the solution for Denver's offense. You know, uh, no. Why, no. why would you want to rehash that? <laughs> Listen, he already proved that just, no. um, He's, he's a walking personification of the Peter principle, getting promoted to the level of your own incompetence. And the whole 2013 Bronco offense, I mean, God bless him. He got a couple of great jobs out of it. Zach, that was Peyton Manning, period, end of story. Gase was just there along for the ride. You know, he was there to kind of uh, usher it in. He was more of a steward than he was any kind of brainchild behind that offense. I can't. It caught me off guard when I saw Adam Gase's name. I can't believe this is actually a a comment or suggestion. No, no way in hell. I mean, you don't you don't want that toxicity of Adam Gase leaking back into the Broncos locker room. And I think 
anything that he can do, which is not much, Nathaniel Hackett can do better, and Adam Stenovich under him, whoever else Nathaniel Hackett brings in. I don't see what Gase can bring the Broncos except losing. Rodney, appreciate the stars, big dog. Michaela, Hackett will be good for the players when times are tough, someone they can relate to. I heard that he used to teach hip-hop dancing in college. Rumors uh, he are he requested to eat tamales. Legendary. Absolutely legendary. You know, it's funny because Vic Fangio, when the Broncos sat down with George Payton a year ago uh, to consummate the deal to make him the new GM, I can't remember now off the top of my head. Was it Elway's or Shanahan's? It was either Elway's or Shanahan's. Everyone, of course, when you go to a place like that, you eat the dang steak. That's what you get. It's a it's a it's know, good. four star. It is great. We've had it. Um, he got a burger. Not legendary. Not legendary. In retrospect, now comical, right? And almost um, symbolic of uh, the the coach Vic Fangio is. This was George Payton's idea, for what it's worth, from what the reporting says, anyway, Zach, to go to um, the Mexican joint because he had been told by Gary Kubiak that it's a great place. Go check it out. Kub was a regular there. So that was a George Payton thing. And yeah, Hackett surveyed their menus and said, give me the coach Hackett special two tamales and a, and a margarita. Can you imagine Vic Fangio teaching hip hop in college? <laughs> That's its own parody. I can show. imagine Wade Phillips doing it, right? Yes, yeah, for sure. Phillips tried with a key as his TA. Simon North of the 49th parallel, proving Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. He says it's a great day for the Broncos. Very excited to see Hackett and Peyton get to work. Really curious to see what coaches they bring on, as are we, my friend. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, Miguel says, let's hit the star goal, guys. Yes, let's hit it. Jacob, big props to you, my friend. Um, But, yeah, we're going to see who the coaches uh, are going to be for uh, – under under Nathaniel Hackett very soon. It'll happen pretty quick. Uh, Billy Homan, a newer name on Welcome. Super Chat. Welcome. Thank you. Connect on Twitter. He says, I'm happy about the George Payton pick. Great to hear. See, and this is what I'm saying. I'm not seeing the doubt. I'm not seeing the misgivings or negativity here, Zach. And then we'll grab Mike. Well, that's because we have the best fan base. I mean, we have the best of the best in Broncos country listening to our podcast. So they know what's what they know what's uh what's good for the goose. Speaking of legendary members of the community, Michael Ronquillo, what's good? He says, I'm happy. Uh, I am a happy Broncos fan from Tucson, Arizona, because of the hire of Nathaniel Hackett as the new head coach of the Broncos. My favorite candidate is now head coach. Go Broncos. I mean, how many people had Vance as their favorite candidate in 2017 over, you know, Kyle Shanahan? How many had Vic in 2019 over someone like Zach Taylor or maybe even Mike Munchak? Few and far in between. It seemed like whether it was Hackett or O'Connell, uh, Broncos country would have been happy. And a lot of our listeners, at least, wanted Hackett. So I Corey share your H. happiness. Big props. Thank you so much for that very, very generous outpouring he says, I, for one, think the resume is weak. A handful of games by Bortles is it. Not his offense, doesn't call plays, eh. But we are first in line for A-Rod, and that's good. George Payton is officially on the clock. His team, 100% his coach, 100% his QB coming up. Um, I don't know what you mean by handful of games, right? Like, there's a full body of work from 2015 – through 17, I want to say. 
pretty sure. I could be wrong. I, I could be, this is the uh, after effects of the virus. Normally something like that, if I, if I read it one time, it'll stick in the old noggin. Now I have to question myself a little. But either way, each year, Bortles showed marked improvement each year. So, and no, Hackett was not the play caller in Green Bay, but ask Aaron Rodgers how influential Nathaniel Hackett was on that offense. And if you can't take it from Aaron, I don't think that you can be swayed on it. Corey, love you though. Thanks, buddy. My response to these kind of comments about uh, Hackett's uh, lack of play calling uh, experience. What's your preferred candidate, Corey? Because except if you wanted Kellen Moore, none of the candidates call their own plays on the offensive side. So they were all assistants. They were all involved in the game planning and the inner workings of the offense. But again, unless you wanted someone like Moore, then you were always going to have to settle for the number two the number two offensive assistant behind the real play caller or the head coach. And I feel like unless you wanted Dan Quinn, then you're always going to be dissatisfied with that choice. I get the reservation on the, he wasn't a play caller front, but then you have to continue following it down. It's it's logical conclusion. Matt LaFleur didn't call plays in um, LA under Sean McVay has had a lot of success as a play caller in green Bay. Uh, McVay at one time didn't call plays. Yes. So, Zach Taylor, right, having a lot of success, wasn't the play caller from the job that he came from, right, uh, to get the to get the head coaching gig. Uh, Sebastian, another newer name, welcome, thank you, big dog. He says, do you guys really believe Peyton hired him because he feel he really feels he's the best option, or because it'll help bring a rod? Um, well, it depends on who you believe on this front. I don't think necessarily Hackett was uh, the number one hire and the number one target because. They thought it would get him closer to A-Rod. Was it part of the entire picture? Of course. We we can't be naive that it didn't play some kind of a role. But if Aaron Rodgers had retired, let's say at the end of the game against the Niners, stands up at the podium and says, I'm out. I'm retiring. Goodbye. And he leaves. I would still bet every dollar in my bank account it would have been Nathaniel Hackett as your head coach still. Yeah, I fully agree. If you can get A-Rod, it's the cherry on top. But as I tweeted today, if you do, if you get him, great. Awesome. Let's go compete for a title. But if you don't, you still have the confidence for once, for the first time since Gary Kubiak at least, that this head coach and this coaching staff can develop and bring along any quarterback, whether it's, again, A-Rod or a rookie like Matt Corral or Kenny Pickett or a holdover like a Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins. You'll have confidence that the offense is going to be humming no matter the quarterback, and that's the most important thing. A-Rod would be the cherry on top of Hackett and Stenovich if he joins uh, board as well. Yes, indeed. Andrew says, woohoo, let's get this thing going. So ready for Hackett's energy and hopefully a creative, fresh offensive game plan. And then um, Ashish says, I hope he's not Brock Olivo of head coaches. <laughs> Looks happy and contagious energy, but when it came to actually deliver on the field, sucked big time. Yeah, but Brock Olivo, I mean, dude, Hackett has real bona fides. He's a 20-year right. coaching veteran with 13 seasons of NFL experience, okay? He's been an offensive coordinator in eight of the last nine years at the NFL level. So that should ameliorate some of those concerns. Sebastian, again, I still hope they draft a quarterback to develop one. Zach? 
I just feel more comfortable if they do go that route uh, with Nathaniel Hackett being the head coach than Dan Quinn uh, at point blank period. I, you have to have the guy at the forefront who has an offensive background and has worked with quarterbacks. And Chad said it best. If you don't believe us or take it from us, go read about Aaron Rodgers, who can't stop gushing about Nathaniel Hackett. If you don't believe him, then you just don't want to be sold. And then you have some sort of bias. And that's okay, but don't don't play both sides. I would say lean into it right now. Lean into why not the possibilities because you've tried you've tried the other side of the coin. You know you've tried that hottest defensive guy in the in the coaching candidacy pool and it has not paid off. Naj, good to see you, my friend. Mount Rushmore superstar saying, "Hey brothers, I really like the hire and appreciate the time and thoughtfulness Peyton put into this process. I've read great things about Hackett and am mostly excited about having a." Player first, relatable, positive leader. Exactly. Exactly. And as as George Payton laid out in his uh, statement that I just read a few minutes ago, positive energy and enthusiasm to the entire Broncos organization. That's who Hackett reminds me of. Naj. We, we, yeah. met, him at the, we met him at no the tailgate. Kidding, dude. Bundle of bro, energy. Bro, that's a very apt comparison. Now, our exposure to Naj was uh, finite and ended oh too soon. But, yes, I see that. Ryan, <clears throat> jumping in, another newer name. What's Well, newer. Thank God Peyton hired Hackett, says Ryan. Let's get A-Rod now. He needs new scenery, just didn't seem to be having fun playing in GB this year. I, I concur with that. He, does, he just didn't seem to uh, be excited, yet, you know, he had this – really good team around him and a great coaching staff and just wasn't happy, man. This guy needs a change of scenery. If he decides to continue playing and I think he will, I think he's going to, he's going to, you know, pick up stakes and move somewhere else. I mean, honestly, I think Rogers does not like Matt LaFleur. I, I don't think he likes playing for him. I don't think he thinks he's the coach to lead him to a Super Bowl. Um, but he could love playing for Nathaniel Hackett. And that's the feather you have in your cap now. That's the ace you have in your deck is having his beloved coach playing and, or coaching for you now on your payroll. It could lead to the acquisition of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, just the thought of it is tantalizing. Phil McLaughlin, what's up? He says, it's a great day to be a Broncos fan. Hackett, I'd like to see Getze, the quarterback's coach in Green Bay, come along. I'm super excited to finally see 12 and 5 more than possible. Love it, dude. Yeah, it sounds like they're going to that Hackett's going to bring one of his uh one of his guys from Green Bay, but it's not going to be Getzy. It's going to be the other guy, the run game coordinator. I yeah. just forgot his name. Adam Stenovich. Yeah. Thank you. GLP, another home run for George Payton. Yes, sir. Guys batting yeah. like 800 right now. Uh, Mike Reno, awesome to see the Hackett hire. Let's hope he can polish Locke, whether he is the starter or the backup. Locke deserves some integrity from a coaching staff. Agreed. Agreed. And that's another thing that, uh, you know, Vic Fangio in a very self-serving way, and I understand it. Like, if I put myself in his shoes, look, I can't worry about the next 10 years of the Denver Broncos. I got, I have to worry about what's in front of me, and I don't know that I'm going to be the coach of this team for even, you know, 2022, I got to, in order to make that a possibility, I got to strike while this iron's hot. And he didn't feel like Drew Locke could get him there. He just didn't want to go through the ups and the downs. Um, and we know how that played out. It's a coaching not to lose philosophy. 
And every single dat gum time, what happens? You they lose. lose. And then we'll grab Nathan. Did you happen to see, Chad, uh, what John Mara, the owner of the Giants, said about Daniel Jones after hiring or after bringing in the new GM, Joe Shane? No. He basically admitted that the last coaching staff, Joe Judge, failed him. And it was just like the ultimate admission that they failed their quarterback and they owned up to every component of that. I got tagged by like 20 people on Twitter when those statements came out because you wish Locke could have gotten the same support from his coaches who didn't outwardly despise him. So I give Mayer a lot of credit for that. Always going to wonder what would have been for even Vic if he doesn't fire Rich Scangarello after year one. Um, Nathan again, love you, buddy. He says, this is the happiest we've been since the glorious Sunday. We moved on from Vic <laughs> exactly. 2022 off to a great start. Let's all get tamales and margaritas. Calm down. Albert. Appreciate you. My friend, Albert, uh, submitted a t-shirt idea, sent me an email and, um, I passed it on to our guy that, you know, does that for us with one suggestion and I'll keep you in suspense for now, Albert, but, uh, We'll see. I'll let you. I'll show it to you when it comes out in the wash. All right. Appreciate you. Give our best to Michelle. Um, okay, we are at forty-two minutes, and I know we got a lot of people that uh, are lined up, waiting patiently. Like Travis Weber says, tickled with the hiring of Hackett. Anything said? If any coaches will be kept or a whole new staff, we don't know yet. We'll start. And in fact, Zach, I would. Uh, Unless news of a hire comes between now and when he gets introduced tomorrow, I would hazard to guess that I'm if I'm Nathaniel Hackett and that question gets served to me tomorrow, which it will, I'm going to say, you know what? Just got here. I'm getting to know all the coaches on staff. Don't have an answer for you on that yet. Next question. You know, not like that exactly, but that's probably what we're going to hear. And then it'll come out in the wash over a week, two-week period as he goes about uh, a few guys that – I think we could be relatively confident or sticking around. Uh, Mike Munchak, no one's firing Mike Munchak. Um, Bill Kalar, no one's firing him. Uh, Zach Azani, doubt that they look for a different coach to coach the receivers. Michael Udeman. Um, Reggie Herring, I'd be surprised if you went a different direction at linebackers coach than Reggie Herring, who has some serious bona fides and one of the few coaches left over, along with Bill Kalar from the Super Bowl 50 staff. Um, who else am I missing? Modkins. Modkins, yes. Uh, Christian Parker. Christian Parker. Secondary coach. Um, Ed Donatel. Yeah. Even if you go out and hire yeah. a different defensive coordinator, I'm finding a way to keep Donatel around as a secondary coach because that's his forte, his secondary. And with CP, with Christian Parker, maybe find a way to kind of, I don't know, the Broncos did this more than once, Zach, where they had a secondary coach and an assistant secondary coach. Yeah. Something like that. We'll see. Gerald jumping in. Love this hire. Wish all Broncos country team staff coaches good health, great offseason, and an exciting 2022 season. Let's get that Lombardi. Amen, big dog. I want to make one point. A lot of teams are doing that now. Like you mentioned, splitting up the secondary duties. They Some teams have like a safeties coach and a cornerbacks coach. And the Evero candidate, the Los mm -hmm. Angeles Rams secondary coach, he was the Rams safeties coach before he got promoted. One more point about Munchak. I made it earlier. I can see him coming back if they want some veteran uh, sounding board to lean on, have a veteran uh, coach on the on the staff, bring back Munchak. But as OL coach, if you bring in Stenovich, do you need Mike Munchak? And the thing is with Hackett and Stenovich, they run a lot of West Coast concepts. That's not Mike Munchak. So it could be differing systems. Mm -hmm. 
And I don't think he, it's not a slam dunk. He returns Richard Anthony. Thank you for that. Super chat. My friend, very nice. Connect on Twitter. Um, okay. I'm just going to scroll down a little and see what we've got here in the old chat. Like uh, C reg six thirty one. What's up fellas. Thank you for the super chat, by the way. Hope all is well. Uh, Mark coaching off the list. Let's freaking go. Going to be an exciting year for sure. We can finally have fun watching the Broncos again. I think you're right. You know, I think you're right. And you know what? The type of guy that Hackett is, like like we've said, uh, or I'll speak for myself, like I've said for a couple weeks now, I don't think the Broncos necessarily are going into 2022 with Drew Locke as plan A, even though as it stands today, he's the most likely guy to be under center week one for your Denver Broncos. But Zach, I can see personality-wise Nathaniel Hackett and Drew Locke getting off on the right foot out of the gates. A lot of tamales to be had. But for now, Chad, I got the billboard ready. Make the Broncos gold again. (laughs) There you go. There you go. I love it. Um, Okay. Mike Reno, appreciate you, my friend. He says, love the facts surrounding your answers to Bronco Country's questions. You You the man. You're a prince. Um. Kevin G, head coach, check. But what about the defense? Who's the best defensive coordinator available? They like Evero. I like Ed Donatel. Again, it's like you look around the league and see what the uh, flavor of the of the moment is defensively. It's the Vic Fangio scheme because you know Wade Phillips, for example, his scheme is phenomenal. But you got to have like the perfect collection of talent to fully um, implement it with effectiveness, confidence. And the Rams found out pretty quick that, you know, they had a good chunk of that necessary talent the first year he was there. But all it takes is one of those guys. I mean, you got to have excellent man cover corners. You got to have really smart heads up safeties. And you got to have edge rushers, man, that can get after it. You got to have a defensive lineman that can one gap and penetrate and all those moving pieces in one, it's hard to get it all together like that with Fangio. One of the best things about his scheme is, uh, you know, it can, it can cover some of those imperfections on a roster personnel wise. Like you can scheme around things. So Ed Donatel to me makes a lot of sense, but I would understand too, if it's like, Hey, look, I want my own guy. He went to uh, UC Davis, with Evero, they played right. college football together. Uh, so sometimes it's it's more about who you know. Exactly. A lot of times it is. And I wonder if the Broncos asked Kevin O'Connell about Evero, considering they both work for the Rams. A couple other names I could throw out, even though it seems like the Broncos want to go for Evero right now. Mike Zimmer is out there. Uh, Don Martindale, Wink, is out there. They could reunite. I don't off chance that happens. Uh, I like Donatello as well, Chad. And also Gerard Mayo, who they interviewed, and he's not getting a head coaching job as far as I know, and that would be a promotion. So a couple names to keep in mind, but Evero is definitely the candidate to watch right now. Another newer name jumping in on Super Chat, Jamil Thorne. Thank you, Jamil. Connect on Twitter, my friend. Welcome. Little known fact that Hackett was a long snapper in college. Excited to see what he does with our special teams unit besides transforming our offense. Very interesting. Thank you for that. I wasn't aware of that. Appreciate that, Jamil. It literally cannot get worse, though. I mean, they were 32nd in like two or three categories. So the, the more help, the better on the Broncos coaching staff on that side of the ball. I'm scrolling down here on the old resume. 
uh, for, let's see, so shows here in the Bronco press release they sent us. A four-year letterman at UC Davis, Hackett played linebacker and served as the team's long snapper from 99 to 02. Hackett was part of teams that finished with a combined 41-9 and record while reaching the playoffs in all four of his collegiate seasons. And then, of course, his father, Paul Hackett, coached 42 years at the collegiate and pro levels, most recently serving as the QB's coach for the Oakland Raiders from 09 through 10. Paul Hackett served as head coach of the University of Pittsburgh, the University of Southern California, in addition to being an OC for the Kansas City Chiefs and New York Jets. And that time with the Chiefs, for what it's worth, you guys, he was there when Montana was there, and Hackett was exposed to that. Uh, so some just some interesting um, connections. Yeah, and that's why the comment comparing Hackett to Olivo is is very off base. Olivo was almost like a uh, a parody. He he was like satire. He was so his personality was uh, that off the wall, and he had nothing to back it up with. He was um, a soundbite to be a soundbite. Hackett is a proven coach who has FL pedigrees in his blood, and I think there's no comparison between him and Brock Olivo at all. Uh, Mark Rich jumping in. Did you guys catch Stephen A's rant about us choosing Hackett over? Could not care less about Stephen A. Smith. And I don't want to drag down this conversation based on the political um, angle with which he criticized the Broncos decision. Um, Could not care less. Listen, I understand that that's a, that that's what people are pointing to as B enemy continues to swing and miss at head coaching uh, opportunities. But, and maybe there's some truth to it. I don't know. I'm not, I don't have the answers to that, but uh, the Broncos went with the guy they thought was the best for the job. All right. Period. Roy Fletch. Welcome. Is it safe to say he picked Hackett because it's what fans want and that it will bring fans to games. I can say Peyton listens to fans and this is what we wanted. A younger offensive minded head coach, best GM for me at the moment. Okay. Zach, your thoughts? Well, it did cross my mind when all the leaks came out about Peyton preferring Dan Quinn. He was like doing market research uh, among Broncos country as to how they would handle his hiring. And then once they he saw the pushback, he didn't even schedule a second interview with Dan Quinn. He went immediately to Hackett and then O'Connell. It just happened where the best candidate for the job is the right guy for the job is also the guy the fans want. So it was a golden triangle and very much unlike Vic or Vance before him. I don't think Peyton's trying to placate the fan base, but it's a nice bonus when you can do that and also getting the right guy at the same time. Brian Bell, amen, by the way. Another newer name, welcome, thank you. What's up, Broncos Nation? That's all right, whatever. Would you guys like to see Mike Zimmer or Wade Phillips as DC? Um, The Wade Phillips thing, I don't think that's got any legs, but uh, Mike Zimmer, I've always been a fan of Mike Zimmer, so... I'd love to see it. And you got to assume Hackett is quite familiar with Zimmer after going against him twice a year for the last three years. Um, And then, of course, there's the George Payton ties to Zimmer. But um, that's not a name we've actually heard floated via any reports up to this point. Pure speculation is, hey, here's a guy out there. And by the way, look at all these connections to George Payton. I'd like to see it. But uh, and Mark Johnson, what's up, big dog? Great hire for head coach. Big time stars as well. Appreciate you, bro. Hope you're doing well. Thanks, Mark. Uh, Mike Zimmer, though, I I would love it. I really would. I like Mike Zimmer as a defense coordinator. And, uh, you know, his miles and miles of red man chewing tobacco that he so cherishes. I remember that, Zach, from the uh, 
Cincinnati Bengals uh, hard knocks season. That dude's office, like one corner of the entire office was just boxes of red men. That's how much this dude chews red men. Yeah, I've been a, a Zimmer fan as well. I think he got a lot of undeserved hate in Minnesota because that team was racked by injuries. Um, the thing about Evero and um, Stenovich even is that they have to request permission to interview them. And for uh, Evero, he's still in the playoffs, and the Rams are in the NFC title game. So nothing can really happen until next week anyway. Uh, but for right now, I haven't heard about Zimmer or Wade Phillips or really any veteran defensive coordinator, but stay tuned. Ray Soto. Most Rodgers, most Rodgers move is to go to a team that'll give him all the help he needs and prove all the haters wrong as he wins a couple Super Bowls in Denver. Yeah, I mean, the if you are a quarterback on the back nine and you want the fairy tale ending, only one team has delivered it for two different quarterbacks with the same demographics, you know, resume wise, and that's the Denver Broncos. Tom Brady could have done it in Tampa. He could have gone out on top, but he chose to come back one more year. And then we'll see what happens. But, I mean, perfect landing spot for Aaron Rodgers. There's so many ways that we could sit here and list why the Broncos make so much the most sense for Aaron Rodgers. I think for him, Zach, it comes down to does he want to continue to play? If, he does, if his answer to that is yes, I think you'll see some mountains get moved. Uh, doesn't guarantee he's going to come here, but um, – the Broncos are definitely going to be in on that if he puts out the feelers that, yeah, I'm coming back. I almost feel like for Aaron at this point, it's three options. It's retire, come back to Green Bay, or follow Hackett to Denver. I don't really see him going anywhere else with this collection of talent, not just Hackett's presence, but also the collection of talent they have on offense, even without Devontae Adams. That's the best situation he can walk into. His fiance's from, I'm not going to mess up the city again. It's from Colorado somewhere. So Boulder. It's okay, there's definite ties there. Um, I just would start a little smaller. You're talking about winning multiple Super Bowls. How about a playoff appearance? And we'll go from there. I'd be ha- happy with that to start out. Matt, thank you, my friend, for the stars and the props. He says you guys were on the Hackett train from the start. This Bronco fan in New Jersey is on board. Yeah, we we liked him. When you looked at the uh, 10 names that were – um, listed the only th- thing I ever questions up to this point about Peyton, really, I even understood why he was talking to the defensive guys because he's going to be comprehensive. That's how he rolls. Um, why didn't you interview Brian Dayball? I'm always going to wonder that. Always going to wonder that. But at the end of the day, it's all good. You got Nathaniel Hackett, so you know, cry me a river. I think they knew that Dayball either had no interest in coming to the Broncos or he was going to take another job, whether it's Jacksonville, Miami, the Giants. I mean, he can go anywhere right now. I am very much happy with Hackett. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I said, you get me any young, younger, offensive-minded guy, I'd be happy. But when you look at the, the, the traits he brings to the table, not just football acumen, just his personality, the intangibles, the it factor, he is head above shoulders, I think, for all the candidates. All right, guys, that's going to do it for tonight. Thank you to each and every one of you. Appreciate you. Love you. Zach's going to go through the rundown to uh, get us on out of here while I pull up how we finished on uh, Facebook for those who have been supporting the show over there. 
Yes, this was the Huddle Up Podcast. Follow us on Twitter until we see you next, which is Sunday night uh, at Huddle Up Pod. Also, the main account for all your Nathaniel Hackett Broncos news at Mile High Huddle. Also, Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. Myself at Kelberman NFL. Scott on Twitter at Scout Kennedy. And as I flashed prematurely, go to HuddleUpPod.com and get yourself a hoodie. Get yourself a, a a hoodie like Chad's wearing, football priest hat, all right there, huddleuppod.com. Very comfortable. We can both attest to that. And facebook.com slash Huddle. Hit that big blue button, become a supporter. You get instant access to Kelberman's Corner, Broncos Book Club, and Trickle Zone, our premium content for our Facebook VIP subscribers. And facebook.com slash Pod. Like that page and follow that page. If you haven't, guys, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some swag each and every single month. But guys, please do these three things. Please, please, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. Helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Amen. And, oh, Scott's telling us we got one from Rochelle Chapa Thomas. Thank you. Appreciate the stars. Really do. Appreciate the support. Uh, Big, big, big support. And Jacob, love it, dude. You demand. Let's take a look at how Jacob finished tonight. Number one on the board for this Thursday, January 27th, followed by Rodney Garcia, Joshua Mize, Michael Ronquillo, Mark Johnson throwing down, Andrew Baker, Matt Plessing, Mike Reno, Miguel Santistevan, Troy Morris, Phil McLaughlin, Travis Weber, Shane Daniels, Albert Knoppers, Gary Leeds Palmer, Ty Wykunis, Wycoon- Wy- I'm not sure how you pronounce that, my friend, but it's uh, really cool to see the support. Thank you. And uh, our Super Chat superstars, Sam Bam, Michaela, uh, Tanner, Smith Corona, Christian, Jaden, Jose, um, Simon, Billy, Sebastian, Naj, Ryan, Gerald, Corey H., Richard, C. Reg, Kevin G., Jamil, Mark Rich, Roy Fletch, Brian Bell, and Ray Soto. Love you guys. We're seriously two luckiest podcast hosts on the planet. We'll see you on uh, Sunday. Looking forward to it. I want to give a special shout out to Coco D's Nuts, who says, I normally watch them on YouTube, but I am on Twitch often and I follow them a while back. Coco has been in the comments uh, hyping us up tonight. And admittedly, I wanted an excuse to say his uh, username. So take care, guys. And as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.